What are you eating there? Popcorn. Popcorn. Yeah. Plain. Wholesome dinner. Not That's caramel. Good. Not white. Jo- not white cheddar. Just uh, plain. Just a single life uh, dinner there. Plain Jane. Yeah, single life. Oh, he already ate dinner, and he didn't want more. And now oh, right, somebody else's somebody popcorn. else's wife made him dinner. I know she's right. awesome. And now he's uh, now he's uh, eating popcorn. Sweet invite, by the way. But was good cook too. I would have been uh, well played. Would have been happy with an invite over there too, Chris. Thanks, bro. <laughs> I am a good cook. I gotta say, I gotta toot my own uh, horn here. Ba ba da bing. I do make some good Shaldell. Welcome back to the West Coast Sports Junkies. I know, folks, you missed us all. Uh, we missed you as well. We got you know numerous texts saying, where are you at? What's going on? Why aren't you on the air? Well, we took a couple of weeks off. Um, you know, a couple of us have, uh, you know, some vacation plans and stuff. So we had to take a couple of weeks off. Uh, you know, shout out to P Canoe. And uh, Mr. Muchacho, who's been texting, you know, all day long saying, when are you guys back? We can't wait to talk to you. Well, we're back. We are back. We're back with a vengeance. We're going to be talking lots of sports and you're going to enjoy it because you love us. That's right. You do. And uh, before we get going too far. Um, Before we get into the show, I do believe that we are overdue in announcing our grand prize winner. Tyler, take it away. All right, so we're excited to announce our second giveaway winner here at the West Coast Sports Junkies. Drum roll, please. It is Captain Evil. Billy Captain Evil. You have just won a $100 gift card to Morgan Creek Golf Course, a cooler full of some of our favorite local beers and some West Coast Sports Junkies swag. And we will be in contact with you soon to uh, arrange pickup or delivery for your prize. Congratulations, man. Excellent. Congratulations to you, sir, for that huge win. Stanley Cup, Game 7, overtime goal. That's that's what the equivalent is. Excellent work. Thank you, everyone, for entering into our contest. <clears throat> we will have another one coming shortly. Uh, stakes will be a little bit different. Stakes will be a little bit higher, maybe, possibly. I don't know. Cooler full of beer and uh, gift card to Morgan Creek. Pretty good. Sounds like a pretty good uh, day to me. So we shall see what we do next. But congratulations to you, sir. Ma'am, not sure who it is, but congratulations. Now. Let's get to the uh, the business end of this of the uh, shovel tonight here. So we got uh, this great growler here from Boardwalk Brewing. That's right, Boardwalk Brewing, and we're gonna have some of their sour beer. It's the strawberry passion fruit kiwi lime beer, and it is delicious picked it up today at uh, boardwalk brewing in port coquillum shout out to boardwalk brewing great place had some nice lunch there today it was uh fantastic as you can see the beer i pre-poured it it's uh kind of looks like uh i don't know what does that look like to you mike yeah it looks like uh strawberry juice to me buddy yeah <laughs> well let's uh let's try it and see what uh what it tastes like Oh, that's sour. That's a sour. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's on top of one of those sour beers, but I uh, got a little fruity hint to it. I mean, it's pretty good. It's got to be a Dan beer. Hey, Dan, what do you think? Oh, definitely. You know, you know, I like my fruity beers, sour beers. Uh, definitely can't wait. When does this? Uh, well, I assume this is uh, already open boardwalk, but when was their official opening? Uh, I believe it was a few weeks ago. Okay. Um, today was the first time I went and, uh, <clears throat> yeah, they just started, they're just rolling out their beers. I think their lager, uh, I wanted to try today, but they were, they were all out of it. Uh, apparently it's very popular and it sells out like that. So oh, wow. get out there, folks, have a look, 
have a snack, have some food. The food is great. I had actually a really good uh, bowl, Mediterranean bowl there today. It was, it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. Um, and, you know, of course, the beer. The beer is uh, even better. So Boardwalk Brewing, Poco, a little bit of an industrial area, big brewery you can see inside. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Got to say uh, shout out to them. And uh, that's the beer of the evening. It's gonna it's a 60, 64 fluid ounce uh, growler that we're going to take down here. So it should be interesting by the end of the show. So now that we're back, our, you know, highly anticipated return after our summer off. And uh, just like the Canucks, we were summering off and teeing off, just like those two Russian players they signed. Anyways, I don't know if you guys know that joke, but they signed two Russian players, summer off and tee off. But You've actually used that one. Yeah, you've used show. it a few times, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just, <laughs> you need, we need to get you some new material, buddy. <laughs> just making sure you guys are <laughs> staying on top of things. Um, we're going to get into the Olympics first. I think uh, we need to shout out uh, to a few people there. We've got, ooh, we haven't talked since the uh, OEL signing and all the other stuff that's going on with the Canucks. We've got uh, a little bit of CFL to talk about, not much, but we do have to touch on the Lions' first uh, game there. And, uh, you know, a couple other things, some fights going on, some UFC, all that jazz. Uh, Yeah, let's get into the Olympics. And the highlight of my Olympics right now today, as of today, was the women's soccer team. Wow. That was a fantastic showing against the U.S. And then just as good of a showing against Sweden. But to me, the icing on the cake was the win against the U.S. Oh, they were they were so arrogant and cocky. I think uh, I think it was good to uh, humble them a little bit. And I'm glad that it was our Canadian ladies to do that. And Ms. Grasso there. Um got to say, though, that that Brazil game as well went to penalty shootouts and you know, Sinclair missed the first, or she, the goalie, the Brazilian goalie there saved it. And, uh, you know, I was thinking, oh no, here we go. I watched it and we ended up winning. It was great. But the game against the U S I think was the, was the, the big one. And we haven't lost to the U S in like how many years, Ty, do you know what the, what the stat was there? Or we hadn't beat the U S in like what, 14 years or something. Yeah. Sorry. We Crazy. Yeah. We haven't beat them in 14 years. I mean, they're a stacked team. Obviously they're, you know, world champions, year in and year out. Um, really glad to see that our, our ladies there could pulled that off. What did you guys think of the game? Yeah, I thought, yeah. I thought you, you hit ahead, it on Mike. the head, Chris. It was, uh, it was amazing to see. And, and that was the most surprising thing of the Olympics for me was, was our, our women. And there's lots of routes that lead back to Vancouver with Grosso actually scoring the, you know, the winning goal and Sinclair being the captain. Um, you know, we're all obviously super happy and excited for them. And I thought that was the, that was awesome. Going to shootouts and everything like that. It was crazy. You know, the um, the Christine Sinclair. So Sinclair, first time I went to go get my COVID shot on Kensington there, it was fortuitous. Second time I went to go get my COVID shot. Yes, I'm, I, I, I did my vaccine, folks. I, I just did. Second time I, I went to go get a shot, it was called the Christine Sinclair Center. A little bit of respect for her there. So pride of self Burnaby. And there'll right be more there. to come, I think, for sure. After oh yeah, man, she's a local did. legend, and yeah. she's not retiring either. No, she's not, which is good I for us, of, for sure. I kind of thought she would after that uh, <clears throat> monumental win, wins, and gold medal. But uh, yeah, no, it's awesome that she's going to continue her career. Did you yeah, guys watch the penalty shootout there in the final? Uh, yes, and uh, I gotta say, it was more. I think I had more emotion behind that penalty shootout than I did with the Italian and the English one. Even as much as I wanted England to lose, I think I had more emotional involvement with the Canadian team. What do you guys think? Without a doubt, totally, man. because it's Canada, man. We're Canadian. Yeah. And That's what weird. a roller coaster that shootout was, though. Yeah. As well, it started off good for us. Um, we saved their shot, then we scored, but then obviously it went sideways. We actually needed to to save a shot and then score to keep it going. And then we all know what happened after that with, uh, with Grosso 
scoring the game winner and uh no man it was super exciting um i totally agree with you about the the emotion attached to that shootout over obviously italy england i mean it's our home country right dan what do you think about it um yeah no i again totally agree i know we've covered and we sort of repeated and we all generally agree about christine sinclair she's definitely probably one of the top canadian athletes uh Canada has ever had in all sports. I mean, she's been up there with Steve Nash, Jerome McGinley for uh, Canadian athletes of the year um, almost annually. Um, I was actually at the 2015, here's a little fact check for you guys. The, the World Cup, the last Women's World Cup was in Vancouver in 2015. And I went to a bunch of games. I saw Christine Sinclair, you know, the Canadian team, they played the U.S., they lost. Uh, the U.S. ended up winning the World Cup. Um, but you know, again, it's sort of like a passing of the torch. I mean, like you guys said, definitely, um, good to cheer for the hometown, home country, and then a local hero in, uh, Grosso scoring the penalty shot from Coquitlam, uh, to win it. So yeah, pretty exciting for the future of women's soccer. I, um, I would disagree. I think Christine Sinclair should definitely have retired, go out on top. She's been around a long, long time. It's definitely an opportunity to have, the next up and coming stars. Uh, I think she could definitely take a seat back, maybe uh, not be the captain, but be like a role player and uh, um, more motivation for the team. But that's just my opinion. But then again, yeah, you know, maybe she still has something left in the tank. We'll see. You know, what's crazy about Sinclair is she has the most all time international goals scored uh, for her team, both men and women, at 187. She's, she's well, the goal. The men never make the World Cup, so you, that's kind of you know. Yeah, no, but she's compared to other men. Um, doesn't yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it doesn't matter Canadian stat, or not. Man. It's other men. It's all all time international goal scorer, Christine yeah. Sinclair. Man, that's Thanks. come on. Credit where credit is due, Dan. Hundred percent. Dan's fact-checking right now. He's like, I, I, yeah. I am <laughs> fact-checking. She's 38 years old. There's not very many soccer players, men or women, that play till that age. So, I thought she was yeah. 37. So, so, She's yeah. been playing a long time. So what does that have to do with anything? I'm just saying that... Oh, you're, but you're saying, like, eh, it's not impressive. Well, okay. You can't, okay. man. You, guys think you, can't argue, you can't argue with this one, my friend. I think it's pretty impressive. But what, are you going to throw on top with Ronaldo? <clears throat> you nuts. She's got more goals than Ronaldo does. Oh my god! Okay. Oh my god! What? I didn't say. I didn't say she's better. I just said she is the career all-time. She's the career all-time. Yeah. That's well, a record that stands. What's... Like I don't understand what you're. I'm not saying she's better than this person or the next person. I'm just saying that's a record and it's a fact. Dan, uh, Canada, Canada is not in the books for soccer <laughs> very often. Okay. You should be proud of that. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> now, every time Govic starts but bringing up soccer, uh, Ronaldo, I'm going to start bringing up Sinclair. The Canadian national women's team has always been on top for women's soccer. They've no, not, not the always. Americans have been on they've, top. Man. No, well, I mean, not, I'm not saying on top as in you know winning the World Cup, but they've always qualified. They've always been in the semifinals. Every time they've gotten against the U.S., they've obviously lost. Kind of like you know the Canucks. Every time they go against the Blackhawks or the Kings, we lose. Oh, uh, they beat the Blackhawks. And you're talking like recently. You're talking to just like okay, just like this year. Finally, Canada beats the U.S. So you know it's sort of like a little trend where. Yeah, but Canada beat the U.S. and then ended up winning the whole thing. We ended up losing to Boston. So it's not the same. (laughs) Okay. I'm just saying that I think it is time. As for someone that actually plays soccer and knows soccer, it's definitely time for Christine Sinclair to ride off in the sunset. She's got a facility named after her in Burnaby. The semifinals of this tournament, she drew the penalty that led to us beating the U.S., a boom. In the semifinal. A boom. No, I'm just saying, like, she's, it's not like she wasn't involved, but, anyways. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, the Olympics overall, Canada did, uh, I think it's up there with one of our best summer Olympics. We had 24, 24 medals. Yeah. yeah. 24 total medals. Andre de Grasse impressed on the, on the track, winning gold in the 200 meter. Uh, we got bronze in the relay. I think he got bronze in the 100 meter as well. He got bronze in the 100 meter. Yeah. So he, his um, the only knock to him is that his starts are slow, but in the 200 meter, he was able to overcome oh, exactly. that slow start. Right. Yeah. 
There's some crazy then, stats uh, about that guy. He hits like 46 kilometers an hour as he's ripping down that truck. That's insane. Yeah, They're faster saying, than uh, uh, McDavid's high speed, right? Yeah, he's faster yeah. than McDavid on ice. That's crazy. And Isn't McDavid on ice is lightning, man. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and then, Mike, remember we were talking during the Olympics, obviously, this Olympic talk, you were saying, you know, if, what uh, sport should you pursue if you were going to try and get a gold medal? And I think I found it for you, man. I think it would be uh, speed walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, it's right in my alley for sure. I think that was uh, that would be a good one for you to pursue. But the problem uh, is, those guys yeah. walk faster than I run, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but on that note, yeah, Evan uh, Dunphy, the Canadian, won bronze in speed walking. It's a long walk, man. Fifty k. Oh man, yeah, that's insane. And you're speed walking. Yeah. You know, watching the Olympics, I find that like, there's a bunch of sports out there that, uh, you know, we sort of don't even talk about or even watch throughout the years until the Olympics comes around. And some of these these men and women are in insane shape. Yeah. Like the gymnasts. I don't think you get you can get better in shape than some of those guys and girls that are doing gymnastics and those rings and those bars. And it's pretty crazy to see that the, you know, I think we should we should. Uh, there should be more events like the Olympics to uh, to honor these athletes because it's pretty nuts. Even speaking of, speaking of gymnasts, did you see that one gymnast? She's been in the Olympics since 1992, Barcelona. She's like 43 years old, and she's been in every single Olympics since Barcelona 92. What country? Ty, Ty there's still hope for me. I think Slovenia. Um, <laughs> 100%, man. I'm going oh, to fact check that for you right now. Fact check that. But um, the 10K swim would also be one for you, Mike. Huh? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think yeah, so too. Yeah, I could swim 10k. I think. Yeah, did you see the guys? They're swimming and there's fish jumping. There's jumpers right beside them as they're swimming in Tokyo. There. You don't know how much I'd like that. <laughs> I'd like the lakes better. I think. And then is yeah, the lakes swim of... they do there? <sighs> no. No, that was in the ocean. In, is it? That was in the ocean. I think. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Con- confirmation here. I'm gonna really butcher this name, Oksana. Chuzovitina mm-hmm. from Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan, Four, Slovenia. Six. Well, I thought it was something. Well, you just paint everybody in the Eastern Bloc with the same brush. Years old, and she's been in the last eight Olympics. Insane. Wow, that's that, that is insane. Has she won any since medals? Ninety since nineteen ninety two. She's uh, been in now. The now look up if she's won any medals, Dan. But we were just talking about swimming. How about that uh, Penny Alexiak becoming Canada's most decorated? Summer Olympian, I believe. At what age? At what? How old is she? She's young. She's Isn't it all time Olympian? Yeah. Or is it just summer Olympian? It all might time. be. I think it's, it's all time. Yeah. It's all okay, time. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Unreal. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But how about let's take a couple of minutes here because we have to get this out here. Oh, You're trying to get God. that name straight? No, no. Okay, <laughs> well, I'll let you guys fact check that. This I've been I've been thinking about this ever since we said we were going to talk about the Olympics. Oh my goodness! Do you know? That the fastest man on earth currently right now after the Olympics is an Italian guy. I know quite a few Italians. Uh, Mike, you know, you're a half Italian. You just said you could probably, um, you know, not bear- they do the, the walk races faster than you run. And, and you I, run too. I played soccer with a lot of Italians and none of them are fast. And this guy ran 100 meters gold medal and not on top of it. They win the four by 100 as well. It yeah, that was pretty surprising. Blew my mind blew my mind. But well, they, I knew they, they uh, had to lay off a nun that's good point, Dan. For a couple months there. No, I know. Every time a fight breaks out, they're the fastest ones to run away. <laughs> oh, that, oh, that was hilarious. And when I saw the photo of the team, I was like, hmm. You know, uh, what part of Italy is uh, a couple of those guys from? Mike, do you know? I have no idea. The far south. The far south. south. Deep south. Deep Deep south. south. Yeah. Where Balotelli's from. No, no. There's there's just a lot. You know, the further north you go, the lighter and the further down you go. I I think in the Olympics, instead of testing for like drugs, they should start, you know, checking the birth certificates and family tree. Yeah. Yeah. There are are some interesting things about (laughs) that too. Like uh, the silver medalist in golf. Uh, Rory Sabatini. I honestly don't even know where he's from, but he represented, I think, Slovenia. And only because he's married to his second wife, 
was of that descent. So that's why he and how he represented the country. And he ended up getting silver in golf. You sure it's Slovenia? Is it Italian? Yeah. Italian? Sabatini? Well, Slovenia Dan, and, back, and Italy, Dan, check me there. They, they border each other. So there's a little bit of mixing. But Dan, Dan, are you, check me. Are you sure it was, uh, are you sure it was Slovenia? Thai? Slovenia, Slovakia. Yeah, yeah. Eastern Bloc again. Paint this all with the same brush. The fuck, man. <laughs> and uh, Xander Shoffley got gold, which is pretty cool to see in golf. He finally finished the tournament and won it. Can't believe I know, it. right? Yeah, and it's a pretty good one to win. I watched Rory Sab- Sabatini tie. You got it. Yep. Oh, he's South African. Yeah, that's what I was fucking saying. Slovenia. Well, he, it, no, no, he is Slovak Slovakia. I was Slovak. right. <laughs> oh, his second wife. Slovenia <laughs> and Slovakia are completely different, buddy. Completely different. From South Africa. He's from South no, Africa. And this is what uh, I was saying Slovak. about when you were talking about checking birth certificates, right? He's from South Africa. But he's he playing, rep- he's representing, but he's representing Slovakia in oh, the Olympics. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, not because, Slovenia. Hey, I was closer than Dan. Uzbekistan. <laughs> well, he may as well said it's fucking Russia. Like, come well, on, it, man. It, it, it was the original Soviet Union. Oh, come on, Dan. It does. Uh, come on. <laughs> Wasn't it like uh, Brett Hall? Wasn't Brett Hall born in Canada and he chose to play for the Americans? Well, because he had a dual citizenship and he lived in the U.S. and he wanted to play for the U.S. He, he didn't want to play with Gretzky. What okay, you so do? you could have dual citizenship. So that's different. He was born in Canada. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But he was Canadian. We all understand that. He played for the. These guys don't understand what the difference between Slovenia and Slovakia. For fuck's sake. <laughs> we didn't say that. We just Slovenia, Slovakia, like, Croatia. What's the diff? Right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. But yeah, the Olympics were a lot of fun. I watched a lot more of it than I thought it would actually. How about it you was, guys? Yeah, there were a you lot know, more sports that I knew of that were actually Olympic sports, like BMX racing, skateboarding. I could do these things. <laughs> I could be an Olympian, man. Yeah. The skate. The funny. The skateboarders are all like fourteen. Like, there's yeah, that 13 year old that can't got bronze <clears throat> she was like the youngest it was a female she thinks she was the youngest uh olympian to get a uh, medal that's awesome mike, mike if you want a medal focus on speed walking trust me <laughs> yeah i suck at skateboarding man but honestly I, can, <clears throat> I think i could bmx bike honestly I, um there's no mountain biking but eh? my focus is on golf ty that's what i'm going for gold and golf yeah, it's gonna be a tough one, man. Beat tie first. That's the PGA tour. I'm worried about, about here. <laughs> golf, eh? Gold on golf. Wow. Good luck. Um, I wanted to do a honorable mention to the Croatian uh, team that you're looking up right now. He, they got. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. At, I was looking up a name. We can hear you typing. So they got. <laughs> how many? How many medals? Is eight he from Slovakia, eight medals, honorable mention. Uh, one yeah, gold, good. one gold was the women's taekwondo. Don't fuck with Croatian women, man. I'll tell you that right now. Um, <clears throat> three golds, three silver, and two bronze. So, shout out to them. Um, great tournament, uh, for them personally. I mean, country's got three million, four million people, right? So, really good. Uh, shout out to them. Olympics, you know what? I got to say, Tokyo 2020, again in 2021, just like the World Cup or the Euro Cup. Um, got to say, pretty good. Pretty good. Even with the time change and and the time difference and stuff like that, I, I think we still all watched a bit of it. And it was, uh, you know, it was, it was pretty good. So, <clears throat> since we spoke last, fans, West Coast Sports Junkies, Jimbo 
did a big uh-oh and did a lot of stuff. Mike was uh, salivating. He was excited. He's wheeling and dealing, buddy. Wheeling and dealing. Hashtag thank you, Jim, is the next tattoo Mike's going to get. <laughs> You're going right. to see. He was definitely aggressive. He was super aggressive. He got OEL and with one swift move got rid of Roussel, Erickson, Eagle. He also picked up um, Connor uh, Garland. Garland, OEL, um, big huge trade. That was the trade of the of the I think of the draft. Also shipped out our first round pick. Shipped out our our ninth overall pick. It was not Mr. Sh- uh, Hughes there, so we're good with that. He also signed Travis Hamonic. He signed Brandon Sutter to a one year deal. Uh, which was a really, I think the value of the contract is great uh, for both Hamannick and Sutter. Tucker Pullman is the one that you're kind of raising your eyebrows, you know, 2.5 for four. Uh, Yaroslav Halak, uh, Luke Shen, Justin Bailey, Danny, Danny Klimovich, who is uh, our first round pick this year from Belarus. Yeah, I know. Painted all with the same brush. Eastern, probably Slovenian, right? Right. Dan? He's not Croatian? No, he's not Croatian. What? Oh, he's, he's Slovenian. No, he is Belarusian. Oh. Okay. Um, I think the Luke Shen deal for two years for eight eight fifty. I think that that's, that's a pretty good deal. Uh, I also do like the Yaroslav Halak deal. 1.5 for the backup. I thought that was great. The buyout of uh, Holtby, I think a little bit mismanaged. I think he could have got that trade done. Yet, I know that there was a lot of um, uh, a lot of asking to hold back some of that salary. It didn't happen. Whatever. That's fine. Um, well, let's start at the top. What do you what do you think of the, uh, the big trade? The uh, OEL deal? You know what? Uh, the rest of the media in our great town has been a negative Nancy on this one. I'm going to take the opposite approach and I'm going to say it's going to be a positive. I think, uh, you know, the Sedins were involved in this trade. I think uh, they have a little bit of faith in OEL, you know, countrymen. They talked, they spoke with him. Um, Actually, in interviews, played with him as well. They played with him and played with him in the national competitions. So, so the international competitions for him were actually very successful. I think they won uh, gold. They did win gold. I think he's a he's a true performer when it comes to international play, which is the case with a lot of Europeans. But I think that this time, I think this fresh start for him is going to be you know a three year upswing on his career. Uh, After that, you know all bets are off, but. I'm kind of thinking it's going to be a positive and it changes the blue line too. You've got um, him on there. You've got uh, Myers, you've got Hughes who isn't signed yet, but we'll talk about that after uh, Pullman. Who else? Who, who, what's our D is like, Oh, Olio Levy got signed today at a seven fifty as well. So you got Olio Levy as the eighth defenseman. Yeah. He's definitely a depth defenseman. He's yeah. He's definitely depth. top six. But yeah, we would hope it's going to step it up a bit, right? That's right. With Yolavi. So and I think with like OEL, I would say that he still comes with a pretty hefty price tag, you know, even though we did get rid of Erickson. I mean, OEL still comes in at, you know, up there, I think it's like seven something million a year. Um, and, yeah, they're retaining uh, a small percentage of his salary. I think it's like 900K a year or something. But yeah, like you said, he's okay. still over 7 million. Yeah, I remember seeing him in, in Arizona. I think maybe Ty might have been with you, and I saw him play. And that was the—it must have been the year where he was like a Norris uh, candidate because uh, yeah. he was—he uh, was on another level for sure. But uh, he's obviously, you know, been off of that. You know, his top game for the last few years. He acknowledges that as well, and I think that uh, you know, hopefully, he can turn it around here because if we get that OEL that played that night that I was in uh, in Glendale playing in Vancouver that's a win for, for the Canucks and for Jim Benning, hundred percent. Yeah. He's really hot and heavy on that, uh, on OEL too. Hey, Jim Benning. He was, like he, he was, was in on him, uh, the year prior as well. I think the last two years he's been on him, but, uh, you know, it definitely makes us a way better hockey team, I think. And, uh, the, the team. Yeah. Like you, you're talking about it, Chris, our depth and defense. Now, if we get even, uh, it doesn't have to even be the Norris year. 
OEL. If we just get up to that, similar to that standard. I mean, he's been way down in Arizona, who's been terrible for years. Let's yeah. hope uh, we have a we have a lot better team, in my opinion, than Arizona over the last few years. And let's hope that that resparks his energy and some of that game that he's shown. And it brings us back to uh, not just a, a, a playoff team, which we were a couple of years ago, but like a, a team that could compete for a Stanley Cup. Now, wow. the big risk, that's this gamble was for that. It's not just, I don't think this trade was just to, you know, get us back to the playoffs. Like you got to think of the guys in the locker room, making a deal like this will give your team a lot of confidence. Be like, okay, yeah, you know, we've added a lot of skill, a lot of talent. Um, it remains to be seen, like we said, what, what he's going to look like, but uh, the Sedins being involved, let's hope they know something, the rest of uh, the hockey world. And we do not know. What do you think, Dan? Um, yeah. I mean, again, I don't know. I'm still biased about, I think I can agree with everyone else in Vancouver. Where's the big signing? Where's the offense? You haven't signed out, um, uh, Patterson yet. Um, or Hughes. He's or a big Hughes. part of the defense too. You know, I mean, some bit, pretty big pieces. And at the end of the day, they got to score. They got to have some firepower, some experience, maybe bring in someone that, you know, maybe has, I don't know. Connor Garland was the other piece of that trade who we, well, I didn't really talk about, but yeah, he, he will jump right into our top six. Um, But yeah, Dan, go ahead. Well, I'm just doing a little uh, fact check here as well to see what some of the uh, other still unsigned uh, players, unrestricted free agents are particularly in offense um we're all topped out man we got we no that, money we're we broke. need that excess money to resign Pedersen and hughes oh uh, we we have enough to make the deal happen i think jimbo has enough to make the deal happen we'll see what happens oh no, no, yeah for those two but i mean after that like our team is pretty much set like someone like a james neal on a cheaper deal the uh, real deal do you no. not remember him in Edmonton playing yeah, with man. David? Palmer, the guy couldn't even. Palmieri, but do you Bobby remember Ryan? him in Pittsburgh? Yeah, well. That's a few years ago there, Michael. And uh, and down in uh, Nashville. What was his record like in Smashville? Was he okay there? Yeah. Yeah, so the, this trade obviously <clears throat> is super risky. It has, uh, it has Aquilini all over it. Actually, I, I don't know. What do you guys think? You think no, he it has Benning. Benning had a hard on for OEL, man. Come on. It does, but this this definitely why, makes why our team that? better. Why do you say he had a hard on for OEL? Oh, because he was pursuing him, him last oh. year. That's why we lost uh, to Foley and everybody else. Because he was uh, trying to deal with Phoenix. It was, uh, it was a blunder. But you know what? Okay. Listen, we got the team now. They're a lot better on paper than they were last year. We got rid of all the bullshit contracts. What I'm wondering now, coming into this year, who's your whipping boy now? Who's your your scapegoat? What do we got left? Before it was Erickson, everybody blamed Erickson for his bullshit contract, which is well, well, you it know, could be OEL. I was just gonna <laughs> say, you know who the media is gonna be all over if we start slow or it's gonna he's be not OEL. Well, yeah, it's OEL. Yeah. But who should it be? Who should it be is my question. Thank you, Jim, as usual. No, 100%. No, man. (laughs) What are you talking? Green just inherited. Green just got a way better team than he had last year. Way better team. Thanks to Jim. That is true, but he's gone for it now. He he gave up a first-round pick, and there was some good players around the ninth spot where we'd be picking. That was the thing that hurt the most for me. But when yeah. I saw that trade, I was I was really excited. Like yeah, said, and then it, it makes our team better. And you know, we just it's kind of a wait and see. The the performance of Ekman Larson will be the it will determine how successful successful this trade was, in my opinion. Hey, you know what? Just promise me one thing, okay? Govic, Ty, and Dan. No one mm-hmm. go out and buy a damn Ekman Larson jersey, okay? <laughs> Let the guy be. Let the man be. Corey, I'll go with uh, our captain here. 
We're going to have to talk to you about that. We finished dead last, right? (laughs) So let's talk about, so there's something else that happened. First of all, they named the Abbotsford team, the Abbotsford Canucks. Wah, wah. Okay. <laughs> I take it you don't like it? No, I was uh, hoping like the Fraser Valley <laughs> Salmon Kings or something like that. Or, the you know, something, I don't know, something different. Okay, whatever. They named them the Canucks. They signed a couple of key players for that team. Like, they actually oh, threw some money out. And they're all local They signed guys. the whole fucking roster, man. Jim yeah, was man. busy. I'll give him that. He had, a, yeah. he had a solid few days there putting together Just- the... The AHL team and the Canucks. But. Let, let me throw out some names here. Justin Dowling, uh, Kyle Burroughs, uh, Phil DiGiuseppe. Giuseppe. Burroughs, uh, any relation to uh, Alex? No, spelt differently. Uh, Nick Patan, who was, uh, who was in and out of the NHL. Uh, John Stevens, Devontae Stevens, uh, Brad Hunt, uh, Brady Keeper, who is like he's kind of one of those like this, but you know, where he came from and, you know, in Northern Manitoba. And when he got signed, he had like 10 bucks in his pocket and they signed up to like, you know, a couple hundred grand. He was super excited, super happy to be where he's at. Those are the type of guys that you want, right? You want those hungry guys. So I think the Amsterdam team looks, uh, looks pretty good. Are we going to go to a couple of Amsterdam games there, Mikey boy? 100% man. I, yeah. I work just down the street. So for sure, I'm going to check them out for, and hopefully all of us can go to a couple games. Yeah. I think we should do that. Um, do the West coast sports junkie uh, get together there out in uh, the uh, trade X there. Maybe we'll Maybe go live for one of our events from live from the arena in atmosphere. Eh? Yeah. We just got to get some media passes here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll set her up. Let's work on that. Mike, you got some contacts over at Pacific Press, don't you? Or what? Yeah, I do. But yeah. uh, not in the not in that side, the logistics side. Well, logistically, we need to be there. So help us out. <laughs> yeah. We'll de- deliver the boards and the glass. <laughs> yeah. So hey, I wanted to I wanted to throw in, I wanted to talk goalies for a second here. Yaroslav Halak. I love that signing i love it i think it's great <clears throat> i think the term is great 1.5 and then uh 1.5 million dollar bonus if he hits his numbers i think that's a great signing you know what hashtag thank you jim i actually like that one <laughs> i'm surprised on my hat go back nope. the week no 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 i don't know yeah i'm with you man he's been solid he's an older goalie obviously but uh look what he's done in boston um, in the last few years because Tuka Rask was injured pretty often there and he filled in nicely. He's got some good numbers. Uh, before that, he was in Montreal there. Yeah, he backed up Carey Price. He was pretty good there too. He's Yeah, he's just a solid uh, solid veteran who should complement Demko well. Yeah. And uh, another one, just to mention quickly, Luke Shen. So he... Number one, loves Travis Green. Number two, loves the Canucks. The Canucks love him. Uh, Benning loves him. Green loves him. How can you go wrong? He just won two Stanley Cups with uh, with Tampa as a depth guy. You want that type of pedigree. Okay, we talked about it with Beagle and whatever. But th- you know what? This guy loves Green. Green loves him. I think it fits. If the glove yeah. fits, wear it. Totally agree, man. Yeah, Hamnick as well. I think uh, I think he overpaid a little bit on Hamnick. Yeah, a little bit. But little bit. Uh, but no, he, he was solid for us. He loved Vancouver, liked Green as well. It's nice to have uh, all this depth on defense, though. Yeah, the defensive core seems pretty good right now. Let's get let's get Hughes locked up <clears throat> to uh, solidify that. Yeah, I can't wait to win my. Uh, what was it? Five shots and a hundred bucks, Dan, in a row. Well, what seems to be the problem here, boys? Like it was we need shots. Hughes and Pedersen signed. That's the two biggest priorities of Jim Betting. Um, you know, going into this offseason. Yeah, so sign these guys. What's there was the a little concern with an offer sheet for Pedersen. There was, but that's not going to happen. So there was. Um, uh, I did listen to an interview with JP Barry, who's uh, who's the agent for Pedersen. He was saying, you know, these. 
and Hughes. And he was saying these deals have to, you know, they, they take a little bit of time. Um, you know, they're looking, you know, like they will happen soon. So I'm going to take the agent's word for it in that it will happen. So Dan, uh, get ready to uh, open up your wallet and make sure no moths come out of there. Cause I know you, you don't use it very often, but, um, and also get your drink on. So that will happen. Uh, no, uh, you know what? Is there a deadline for that? Like uh, before the season starts? No, there's no deadline. It's the best. The be He's got to be signed as a Canuck. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait for that to happen, actually. Uh, more so. What if he holds the, out when the season starts? Oh, he holds out. He holds out. If they sign him, they sign him. If they don't sign him, then I forfeit uh, $100 and a whole bunch of shots on air. But I'm going to win this bet. I don't win bets very often, but this one I'm going to win. <laughs> Cheers to you. Okay, let's let's just dip into what is a possibility for the lineup. And um, what I look at when I see this is I like it. So we've got the first line, JT Miller, Elias Patterson, and Brock Besser. So we've got the 640, or no, that's not the, yeah, 649, yeah, 649. line, the, lo- the lo- lotto line. Yeah. Second line, we got Bo Horvat uh, with wingers Nils Holglander and Connor Garland. That's a great second line. Third line, Jason Dickinson in center, uh, Coles in as the right wing, and Pearson as the left wing. Another another decent line. I don't know, we'll see about Coles in, but anyways. And then the uh, fourth line, Sutter is the center. Uh, Mott as the left wing and Highmore as the right wing. Like that's a pretty decent lineup. Now, when we get into defensive pairs, so we have Quinn Hughes who plays with Hamannick, right? So we'll leave that alone. OEL with Tyler Myers, which is like two towers of humans, like, like playing defense. Right. And then you got Rathbone, possibly uh, either Rathbone or, or Yulevi with uh, Tucker Pullman. As a third pair, yeah, I think now, be that's a pretty decent. That's a pretty decent uh, few lines to roll out. Okay, what scares me about our defense is it's a lot of offense. There's not we need that stay at home defenseman. You know, that's why we miss Chris Tanham so much. Yeah, I'm but Hamannick, Hamannick is that. Yeah, but so, he loves he loves to jump up in the rush too, though. Like I can. Yeah, but I don't. I think he's gonna have to be that leveling. Uh, player for Hughes to to gravitate to as a defenseman, right? Travis Green will have to co- coach him up a little bit. I was just uh, going to say that. That's for the coach's jobs to do. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah. And then you got uh, Demko and Halak. And Demko and Halak is a, is a duo. And if one of them gets hurt, oh, DiPietro's coming up. Not a, not not bad in my mind, boys. I think I think we'll finish behind Vegas. In the uh, in the division, fuck Vegas. You know what? I'm going to make a bold prediction right now. <laughs> we win the division next year. Okay, <laughs> okay. We win the division next year, and uh, we have um, a whole mice advantage in the playoffs. Okay. I like it, man. I say I say we're going to see I, a I bunch hope, of improvement, uh, but I don't think we're making the playoffs next year. Not I yet. agree. With what? Mike. No, no, I we're making the playoffs. I don't. We're making the playoffs. You know what happens if we don't make the playoffs? Bye bye, Jim. See ya, Jim. Bang. Okay. See ya, Green Bang, and then A Burrows come back because the city. And then he's and then he's handcuffed our organization for uh, years to come with that. This is another prediction from you two. You guys thought he was fired, guaranteed this last year. Well, look what happened. They they spared him, and now he's mortgaged our future for probably. Two years here, three years. We have a window now with some of these contracts. But anyways, listen, this we'll, is we'll, happening. One hundred percent, we'll make the playoffs next year. Yeah, we'll make the playoffs and one hundred percent, eh? Yeah, one hundred percent. And you know what else? We're gonna have great performances by our captain, Le Capitan, uh, Bo Horvat, who's a clutch playoff scorer. We saw that. Um, we have Miller, to get into the playoffs for that. Yeah, topic. we're going to get into the playoffs. So, so <laughs> let me finish talking. Miller will be uh, another playoff performer. So you got two. 
Pedersen and Besser, they'll they'll chip in. They'll, I mean, Besser will be, or I mean, Pedersen will be setting up everybody left, right, and center. Um, put Coles. We know in the too. team, man, but we gotta they gotta stay healthy all year long. That's the problem. Dude. Yeah, but the, the, here's the beauty of it: the Abbotsford Canucks. Okay, <laughs> Canucks. Like fuck, yeah. pick a different name. Um, with Johnny Canuck as the emblem. Okay, whatever. Um, the Abbotsford Canucks are a deep team. They're going to be, uh, you know, they're going to be pretty good. You're going to have yeah, a couple of. No one's going to come and replace Pedersen. No one's going to come and replace Hughes. True, but there's. Besser, they're not going to replace any of those guys. It's all about holding the fort with injuries, okay? You don't have to replace the guy. You just have to weather the storm, okay? I don't know about that. Listen, I'm sick of this. Which way freaking... just get through the game? Like, no, oh, they got to, they got to produce. They got to score. Listen, gotta... listen, listen to me. I am sick of the negativity in this town when it comes to this hockey team. The negativity is so bad. It, it, it like makes me like want to cry when I listen to some of the podcasts and some of the, you know, people, how negative they are. It's, it's brutal. Okay. Let's be the positive ones. Let's say, yes, this is good. Okay, no, hey, listen, I'm not a Jim Benning fan. Ty's not a Jim Benning fan. Dan, I have no idea if he even knows who Jim Benning is. Mike, you <laughs> love Jim Benning, okay? I don't love Jim Benning. I just yes, said you I do. You have a hat. This year. You have a hat that says, thank you, Jim, hashtag. Okay. You bought for me, man. You guys bought that for me. <laughs> and you wear it with pride. You go like you, you're wearing it all the time. I see you all the time wearing it. Because you <laughs> yeah. love it. Yeah. I just think that this year, I mean, it's a good, there's a good step forward. I don't think that we're going to be making the playoffs next year. I think we'll have a better record. But I do think that there's going to be, you know, bumps and bruises along the way. And but uh I, I feel it coming soon. Soon. Next couple of years for sure. We'll we'll be at, we'll be up there. Not yet. Like, what else can they do, man? This is the team. This is the best team that they have put on the ice, or they're going to put on the ice. This right is the best now. team like, they've, they've put on the ice in a few years. Like, this yeah, is the if, best team in, they've had. In two years, I don't see it being any better. Well, we don't know that. We haven't seen them play. We just, you just think on paper. They're the of best course, team. on paper. Yes. Yeah. Dude, on paper, they're a great team. They're very good. To, they're above average on paper. Yo, man. You should see my fantasy football teams, okay? On paper, they are like immaculate. All right. And every year, I don't even make the playoffs. Dirty time. All right. The much anticipated. We waited for it, folks. It's been a few weeks, but we're back with the dirty talk with. Dirty Dan from Dirty Queensboro mm. or Dirty Langley, whatever you want. He will get it down and dirty in your town. Here we go. What's up, guys? It's, it is good to be back. I missed you guys. I missed our recording night. Um, it's cooled down a little bit in Vancouver with the weather, but things are starting to heat up. On this Tuesday in August, summer is getting ready to sizzle this week. The temperatures are getting hot and we are getting dirty on the West Coast Sports Junkies podcast. Let's jump right into it. For those of you that don't really follow um, soccer and in particular uh, European soccer, I'm going to change it up a little bit. And, you know, one of the biggest talks, one of the biggest, uh, um, I think, ball drops of the summer is Messi leaving Barcelona. For any of you fans that really follow soccer and really follow um, some of the top names, I can honestly, I can put this on the same page as Wayne Gretzky getting traded from Edmonton. Messi has played his entire career since he was 14 years old with Barcelona. He leads the entire, entire soccer, all the leagues, Spanish, English, Italian, you know, French, German, as he is on top above Pele as the player with the most goals for the same club. 
Short story. Here it is. Barcelona spent $1.5 billion, billion dollars in salary. Soccer leagues, they don't have salary cap. Um, just recently, the Spanish league introduced, a, uh, introduced salary cap. And Barcelona, I don't know who's doing their books, but they dropped the ball. Messi, I mean, soccer players, top top soccer players, Ronaldo, Messi, Mbappe, all these guys, they make insane amount of money. $100 million a year in contracts. Messi was ready to take a 50% cut, 50-5-0% cut to stay with Barcelona. The numbers didn't work out. Spanish League introduced a salary cap. And they went and signed some really big name players to support Messi in the twilight of his of his career, and now they can't even afford him. What a ball drop! He has just now signed with PSG in the French league, joining his buddy Neymar. You know the one and two combo from Barcelona, and you know what? Let's just see what he can do for in a different league, not in the Spanish league. They're having a huge ceremony um, under the Eiffel Tower in the coming weeks. But wow, huge shocker and definitely, definitely unfortunate for Messi to not end his career in Barcelona. For our next topic, let's jump into just this past weekend, the UFC pay-per-view. There was a big heavyweight uh, title fight. It was an interim title. Um, Naganu, the current heavyweight champion, refused to fight. He's looking for the big payday. He's looking for, you know, a John Jones super fight. He's looking for Conor McGregor type money and refused to fight, refused to defend his title against Derek Lewis. So, you know, Dana White obviously, you know, has to wheel and deal. He brings in are the interim title for now. And Kane, someone who's been maybe what seven fights, he's only been in the MMA, never mind UFC, MMA for only two years, takes the fight and beats Derek Lewis. Talk about uh kicking the balls for Derek Lewis. You're in line for the heavyweight title fight against Naganu, a big pay-per-view, a big payday. Naganu doesn't want to fight. Now you have this interim title, and obviously, of course, I mean you know you should be easily walking over and getting your interim title getting ready for the big fight against Nagaru and he gets knocked out I don't know Dana White you know we all we all have our thoughts on Dana White not paying the the fighters you know our, the fighters are jumping into boxing they're jumping into making their own whiskey Instagram YouTube it's crazy fighters need to get paid Dana White, you need to start paying your fighters. Let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the Dirty Talk with Dan Nandez. I hope you guys have a great week. We are back. We will be back next week. As always, stay dirty. That was pretty dirty. Oh, well-deserved. Well-deserved Dirty Talk. The messy thing, boy, oh boy! I mean, he's not the goat because Ronaldo is, but I was wow. just gonna say, you, I didn't, I didn't know all these stats, Chris, and here and those like more goals and whatever than Pele and stuff. Ronaldo on, on the list for for one team, Pele the and same team. Ronaldo's yeah. jumped around to different teams, yeah. but I mean, yeah, Pele he played for his same team his entire career. Obviously, outside of Brazil, that's national level. Who's but, got more goals, uh, Ronaldo or Messi? Like totally. Ronaldo. Ronaldo has more overall. Messi has more with the same club. With the same club, yeah. So and he's like forty goals ahead of Pele, who had that that uh, stat for. So well, so R- Ronaldo played for three huge clubs: played for Manchester United, played for Real Madrid, and now he plays for Juventus. Those are three massive clubs. Right, yeah, probably the top clubs in each league. In each league, a hundred percent. Yeah. All I know is he wears a Jeep jersey. Love it. 
Ajeep. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's crazy how much these soccer players get played, like paid. Like you think NFL players and like basketball players recently, these contracts that they're getting. But I mean, again, the top players in the soccer leagues, like the Messi's, the Ronaldo's, they get paid like $120 million a year. Euro. And what does uh, Christine Sinclair make? Like probably $60,000 a year. $120 million a year euro. What does that euro. mean? It's $120 million euro, Dan? Or whatever. Sorry. Um, He's the banker, million, remember? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy knows conversion <laughs> rates and everything. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's insane. And to think uh, $1.5 Can you imagine what Aquaman would do with that type of money for uh, the Canucks? <laughs> so he goes to some team in Paris. Has anyone heard this team before? Uh, yes, PSG. The top team in, oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Please, I'm gonna have to edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to our loyal soccer fans. Uh, Mr. Mike is just one of those our, guys. Our French fans. I'm just wondering because I haven't heard of this team before. <clears throat> Paris Saint Germain. Mike uh, Ibrahimovic played there. Neymar plays there now. Um, Donnarumma, Dollarama, you call him signed there this year. Yes, signed there, your Italy. Fon played there. Um, Lovazzi played there. Di Maria plays there now. Um, it's endless of who plays there. This is a great team. Shitty league. French league is yeah, terrible. It's not very good. But great team. They're they're a Champions League. Uh, they want to win the Champions League, and that's it. Right. Yeah. So too many leagues. It's a problem, right, Mike? We need a super league. Could they beat the M- the the White Caps? Uh, yes, they would beat the White Caps for like ten nothing. That team. <laughs> Anyways, back to the dirty talk. So Dana White, huh? he does want to pay people. Dirty. Yeah. Well, look at uh, it's a cheap fuck, he's man. Wanting, he's wanting you know, like a ten million dollar uh, fight, and same with John Jones. But uh, yeah, no, he doesn't want to pay them. And I mean, we can argue, obviously, going off topic about Conor McGregor. But I mean, yeah, he got knocked. Well, I mean, it was unfortunate in his last fight broke, broke his ankle or broke his shin. But he still is bringing in pay-per-views. And at the end of the day, that's how the fighters get paid. Through I'm with Nagano on this one, man. No. Pay, pay the man. needs to fire his manager is what he needs to do. The guys, they were arguing about fighting in August or September. It's so stupid. There you know was also uh, money. He hasn't involved. defended his belt once and he wants a $30 million fight against John Jones. Like, come on, man. Because that would yourself. be a huge payday. Solidify man. the belt. Solidify the belt. Show us he, that you're the best. He beat How? the goat. He beat the Croatian goat, right? Yeah, Chris? but you haven't done nothing until you've you've uh, defended that belt. He hasn't defended you... shit. He gets it stripped. And now he's got a badass gone or whatever his name is that just yeah. demolished Lewis. Yeah. Now he's got a fight on his hands. But I do think that maybe it was a PR move because it was really who wants to see Lewis fight Nagano? I don't really want to like, see that fight. No, yeah, no. He would have killed have him. A, maybe have you know, strip him. We got this new up and comer. Let's see what they can do. Give the intern fight. And then you have the, you know, these two fight for the, for the. Because this right now, after the way that gone looked, it's going to be the much bigger fight. There's going to be oh, a lot of hype sure. on that. He, he's undefeated in his MMA career, yep. albeit it's it's not a lot of fights, but he looked uh, really impressive. So much bigger fight, and I'm excited for that one too now. And that guy can move. For a guy who's like two, I mean, weighs in at probably like 250, walks around probably like 270, <laughs> uh, he can move. Listen. Yeah, he's quick. Boys. Listen, Dana White, he doesn't want to pay the people. Heaven forbid we put a clip of the UFC on our podcast. <laughs> you know, that was the real reason we were gone that, for right? two weeks. Yeah, we, down, guys. we were we were banned from the internet <laughs> for two weeks for for playing uh, a single clip of, of a highlight of somebody breaking their ankle. Like, come on, man, fuck. But also talking heavyweights, I'm hearing rumblings of uh, John Jones coming back to fight Stipe. Oh, that would, that, that would be that would be I would be. I heard that's that happening too. like I think next year, like early next year, like yeah. January or something like that. That's a huge fight. So happy. Who are you gonna go for, Chris? John Jones, obviously. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, that Slovenian guy. 
But honestly, man, Dana White and, and the pay scale in the UFC, it's it's ridiculous. Did what was her see... name? Yeah, what was her name that broke down crying because she was always broke because of the sport? What was her name, Ty? Uh, Cheyenne Baez. Yeah, she's Cheyenne, a newer yeah. fighter. I felt we like actually, crying. Dan and I watched... No one's heard of her. We watched that fight. It was a good fight, too. You got to be you gotta be the she best was, to get paid. She was on the main card of a, the yeah. ESPN fight night or whatever. I honestly wanted to... Made... 10 grand for showing up. So if she yeah. would have lost that fight, that's all she made. Her fight training camp cost her a lot more than that. Plus everything Hotels else that goes into flying it. her team out, her coaches. paying. So her she ended up trainers. obviously winning in impressive fashion. So she got her $10,000 win. And then 50,000. What, what Chris is talking about where she broke down is she got the 50,000 uh, performance of the night bonus for her knockout. Yeah. And man, it just goes to show you like, so I don't know if there needs to be a, a fighters union or something, but uh, look at all the other sports and how they're represented and how they're getting paid. I mean, these guys are, albeit all other sports, you're risking your life as well, but this is combat sports. Like you get hit the wrong way, you get punched the wrong way. It's, it can be life or death in there. Um, you can speak to that a little bit, Mike. You've uh, done some, some MMA fighting and stuff. Like it's a well, fucking it's violent just, sport, just right? Training. It is for sure. It's a great workout. I just did it to, to get into shape. No, no, I know. But I mean, in terms of like the, the fight, like it, it's a, you know, it's not like these other sports where, you know, you're, these fighters are going in there and they're literally fighting for their lives in some cases. And they're not being paid in my opinion, the, uh, the way they should be. No, I think even WWF or sorry, WWE wrestlers make more than uh, UFC fighters. Yeah. John Cena and those guys. Yeah, but if you're gonna if you're gonna compare that, you have to also then look compare at the, the branding, people. the name. Like, look why, at the merchandise why? they sell. Sell. Yeah, okay, the, okay. They're in movies. Look at the publicity that they. Who's also in make. movies? John Cena's in movies. Is the Undertaker in movies? No. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I'm sure the Undertaker is a name. No, the Undertaker. The Undertaker has been around since I was a kid, man. He's still <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> You know, the best is when he, like, when they're, like, uh, whatever, and he's, like, boom, <laughs> you know, when he gets <laughs> up. <laughs> I don't know. In terms of, I mean, yeah, we can all we can all argue that uh, Dana White, you know, could be paying his uh, employees at the end of the day, their employees, yeah. a lot better. But from a business side, you have to be getting your your return on your investment. Right, Mike? Well, are, I, I, are you going to get your? All, they're all you negotiated contracts from some Cheyenne. I mean, okay, great heartfelt story. I've never heard of her before this exactly. weekend. I've never heard, never of her seen either. of her before this exactly. weekend. Dan, Dan, let's be honest. You don't know many of the fighters on a big pay uh, for fight. a for a for a good reason. I mean, clearly they're not you know of any. Good no, you're just not huge into on... the UFC. It's a, no, it's for sure. But that's, so that's, 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 that's a good argument for any other fan that actually buys and pays for the pay-per-view. Are you going to pay for someone that you don't know? Dan. You're going to be paying the big pay-per-views for the John Jones, for the McGregor's. Yeah. For you and Those know, guys have the... made a name for themselves by being exactly. the best at what they do. And yeah. they're, they're so the how can you just paid. suddenly start calling out and be like, oh, I want a you know, $5 million fight? Because he's, he's the he's the okay, baddest he, man on the he planet. Beat Stipe. Francis he lost his he lost oh, his previous is, fight against Stipe. He had a title fight like three yeah, fights yeah. before that. He's won he one against Stipe. Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say yeah. I think Nagano is completely the wrong in this one. No. And then and to yeah. your to your to your point about these guys not getting paid enough. Like like I said, they they negotiate contracts before they enter the UFC. It's not like he's just saying you know. Yo, you win. Here's ten grand. No, they know beforehand before they get into that ring what they're going to get paid if they win, when all their bonuses or whatever, and they accept it. They don't have to take it. They don't have to be UFC fighters. There's other there's other organizations out there too. Yeah, Let's yeah. see if they'll pay anymore. I highly Ooh, doubt Bellator, it. This that's is the market. The this is the market thing. for the for, for what fighters get paid. I mean, sure. you know what though? That's how it is. You know, one point I want to make, uh, Dan. You resemble Paul Bearer. <laughs> you do <laughs> look at this folks does he not look like Paul Bearer <laughs> the Undertaker's sidekick <laughs> I'm a, you know what let's put a vote on on Instagram and we'll see what <laughs> uh, Vince McMahon might uh, take your picture down 
if you no. put it side by side. <laughs> yeah, we might. Yeah, we're always in the internet jail here. So, all right, folks. Well, that was a great uh, welcome back episode from a couple weeks off. We really enjoyed the time. We hope you enjoyed it too. We know you did. Um, congratulations to what was his name, Ty, on uh, Instagram? There, what was the handle? For the for our grand prize winner, Captain Evil. Evil. Sorry, say that again. It was wrong. Captain Evil. Captain underscore Evil. Captain underscore Evil. Mister Evil. So, congratulations to Captain Evil. You won a hell of a prize. Uh, Ty will be delivering that to you to your place. Uh, just please DM us, and we will get that information. Also, uh, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in again. I know it's been a couple weeks. I know you've been waiting, you know, just been dying to hear what we're trying, what we want to say here. So thanks for tuning in. Great episode. Take care, folks. We will talk hopefully next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.